On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. Coming in at 320 kilobytes per second, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Maddie C. Sports for you and me. All right, everybody, Maddie C Sports for you and me. And uh, joining me are the two smartest Montreal Canadiens uh, announcers I know. One yells at the TV and almost breaks it. And uh, one is pretty chill, but, you know, they still love their Montreal. Uh, Anthony and Sammy from the Curfew Boys. Now, these guys they know, know their hockey. <laughs> these guys know their hockey. And I'm telling you right now, they know every stitch of the Montreal Canadiens pretty much as a little bit less than I do with the Bruins. But we conversate about both teams. So we're both doing something right, right? I think so. And thanks for, for having us. It's a, it's a real pleasure being on your show. We had lots of fun uh, last time you were on our show. So uh, we definitely uh, definitely feel privileged on being on yours tonight. Thanks for having well, us. Anytime. Thanks for having us, Maddie. And you know what? One thing I've just, it, it just 2020, 2021 has been a very special, weird year for us Habs fans to have such a good connection with this Bruins fan. It's uh, pretty fun and, and weird to see now. at the same time. It's, 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 it's it, I think it's our, it's our hatred for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. I think that's what it is. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start out with Montreal. Okay. So, if they got 55 points and you guys have, mm. as I know, you have two Torontos, a Senators, an Oilers, and a Flames. You have them left and it goes in. So you play Ottawa first and then you play, no, tomorrow you play. We play the Leafs tomorrow. Play the Leafs tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. And then you're going to Ottawa and then Toronto again. And then you close out with the Oilers. Yeah. Correct. So um you guys are at 55 points right now so winnipeg's pretty far from you as i know right pretty we're far actually, in the standings we're actually behind no. we're behind them by two with the exact same amount of games played at 50 games Oof. so it's, you got a pretty close battle but it's it's crazy so right now we have an opportunity to clinch but we also have an opportunity to get into the third place spot, which we didn't expect, right? Because Winnipeg was going down on their slump recently, which made us catch up to that. So now, not only are we fighting for the fourth spot, which, look, that's the important spot right now to make the playoffs, but we also have an opportunity to not play the Leafs in the first round and play the Oilers. So there's a lot yeah. that could happen in the next six games. You, you guys do have a very tough schedule going on, and no doubt. Um, the Flames, um, I think you can take care of, no problem. But uh, me saying that is like, we could take care of Buffalo, no problem. It, it's a very tough thing right now <laughs> where we're battling for spots and they're battling to take teams out of the playoffs. Yeah, but I, 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 I looked over real quick. Uh, I think Boston, you guys need just one more point and you clinch. I think, and I think your next matchup is against New Jersey. So, um, if I no, I if, think we have we have the Rangers twice. We have the Isles and the Caps. Oh, okay. So, okay. I think with the Rangers, um, they play us pretty tough. They they're still one of those teams with Shavanajad and and all of them. They could they can give us a tough series. And the Isles are um, that guy. What what's the goalie from? Um, the Islanders. He's going Var, for the Yeah, they're Var, saying Var, he's Vezu. Varlamov. He's he's unreal like this Vezuma year. material. Yeah. Oh yeah. Vezuma oh yeah. Absolutely. Material. Yeah. And um, the Caps. So, so, I, I can we can beat them. I think we can beat the Caps. We we proved it before this year. So that's my thing. Just punch Tom Wilson in the face. You're all set. <laughs> so looking at the standings quickly, you guys, uh, you have two games in hand against the Rangers. For with my quick mathematics here, my calculations, you know, Rangers needs to win the remaining four games to even tie you guys. So one loss yeah. from the Rangers or one win from you guys, you guys are clinching. 
So, yeah. like Sammy said, you just need yeah. one point to punch to make the playoffs. But the thing is about the Rangers, I think what what kind of hurt them was that whole Artemi Panarin quote unquote scandal that never happened, and he had to leave mm-hmm. the team for for what he said. What they said was an indefinite period of time, and I think losing him really really killed the team's momentum of a chance of making the playoffs. Had he been in the lineup the entire season, could have been a different story, but it is what it is, right? If he either is not in the lineup because of personal issues or he's injured, the team's got, team's got to find a way to win. So uh, um, it's a, the, 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 that East division though, that's, that's a strong one. That's a real strong one though. I, I can't deny the North division either because of all the talent except for, yeah. you know, Ottawa, I, I'm not impressed with. Um, the Flames are just flaming out, really. Yeah. Um, and the Canucks are just, besides um, Bozier there, he, he's not really, mm. he needs to go. He needs to go somewhere where he's where he can be uh, a finesse player and be who he is. He's, I don't think he's, I don't think he's comfortable being in Vancouver. I don't know. I, 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 I maybe I, it also doesn't help that they lost uh, Elias Pedersen too to injury, and then they got then they got COVID too, which really like bummed them out like completely. I think at this point, I don't even know if they want to play hockey anymore. They got another <laughs> yeah. they they got another eleven games remaining. So if they were to get all those points, they would be behind us by by they would only be behind us by like two three points so this is why it's crucial for the canadians to win these next ones if they get if they get at least the next two two wins grab those four points and calgary loses one or two then i i think it's safe to say that the canadians will 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 clinch a spot right now you know what i mean we all we all say that whatever anything could happen in the playoffs if we were to face the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think for for the game of hockey in Canada would be fantastic. An original mm-hmm. six rivalry, something that the city of Montreal and Toronto hasn't seen since I think like 19, 1979, something maybe going way back. But I, I, I don't know how I'd feel about facing Austin Matthews right now in the playoffs. He, well, look, that, he, he, he's, he's, He's a whole other level this year. We all, we, yes, we talk about Connor McDavid, but Austin Matthews too this year is just, he's, he's disgusting. And I mean that in a good way. So I'm going to say something quickly about that. So you said something, Matty, before how, how strong the North is this year. And you're right. Uh, with all the talent that they have, uh, that the North has with the Matthews and the Dry Sairo and the McDavid's. But the thing is, what's different this year, which kind of scares me, and Sam, you said it, you know, the playoffs is a, it's a whole different animal. You know, it doesn't matter who you play against in the playoffs. Once you enter the playoffs, anything goes. You could be the best team in the league, but you can flop right away or you can kill it, right? But what's different this year, so you have the Toronto Maple Leafs that always had that contending team the last three years and flopped in the first round. They couldn't, Mm -hmm. they they can never find a way to pass the first round. Then you have the Edmonton Oilers who always have the the best offensive team come playoffs and boom flop as well. But again, they're playing against the Western teams. They're, they're playing different talents. Now this year, because we're all in the same division, it's, Sorry to say this, I'm not trying to insult my Habs, but Drysaddle and McDavid and the Matthews and the Marners have an easier way to get to the second round, I find, especially with all the hype in the this year and how great they're all playing. It's going to be very tough for Winnipeg and Montreal to get to the next round. I, I don't want to be biased, but and say Montreal has a chance. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll, I'll speak facts here. I believe I, right now, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I see Edmonton, Toronto second round. I see that happening, right? Winnipeg is at that slump, and Listen, Toronto and Oilers are freaking hot right now. Ask ask any team right now. You could have, we and Anthony and I we we've, we've had this argument many times before. We could have all the talent you want up front. You could have the best defenseman you uh, defending. It'll come down to the goaltending. Yeah, and that's the one. That's the one thing that Toronto lacks right now is 
that goaltender to bring them to the next level. Freddie Anderson has a, had a miserable time against the Boston Bruins. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why the Edmonton Oilers could never get past the first rounds because their goaltender, they had Koskinen at the time, wasn't good enough. Mike Smith right now is playing decent hockey. Cool. And um, it went up, uh, my goodness. And, and Connor Hellebuck, look, he, he's a Vezina winning goalie, but it's really going to come down to, to the goaltending. It is. And, you know, the thing is with, with um, this whole playoffs is, like you said, Anthony, the record for every team going in is zero, zero, zero. There's no, well, there's not going to be a third zero, but um, being zero and zero start fresh start. Montreal is zero, zero. Toronto is zero, zero. Montreal, uh, Boston, zero, zero. Penguin, zero, zero. I could go on, but um, <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is, is that, you know, like you said with Toronto, they never could get past the second round. That's like, you know, I could use the example of the Bruins or Washington be the president's trophy winner and get knocked mm-hmm. out in the first round. Mm-hmm. Nobody is invincible in this league. And with Toronto, I just, I, I have to say, like you said, Sammy, uh, Austin Matthews, Marner, and they got Simmons now who, who can be a tough, versatile player back and forth. Yep. Um, so it is going to be hard for um, Montreal. And of course, I hope you guys this year, if we come back to playing each other, I won't say that, but this year (laughs) I really hope the Canadians can get through it. And here in, in my division, you know, you you got the penguins, you got the capitals and the Islanders, the Islanders, I think I could make a shot at it too, but I don't see the penguins going far. Honestly, I think they've, got a decent record but i don't like their style of play i don't think that they're tough enough playoff wise to do this because guys get tougher in the playoffs i've seen it for many years and so have you guys yep i just think uh for for the penguins as much as we can respect what what crosby malkin and latang have done in their careers they're not getting any younger and especially this year with, with a bit of a, it's a special season, it's a bit of a COVID season. Not sure how much of conditioning guys had time to work on. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to take, they're going to have to push themselves to the limit to, for, for, for a chance to win. Uh, I think it comes down to, for me, it's the goaltending that that's the key. And this is, this is why I'm, half worried and half not worried when it comes to carry price. Cause right now he's not playing. We can look at it at he's resting. I always said a, a resting carry price is a dangerous carry price. This is why the Pittsburgh Penguins did not want to face the Montreal Canadians in the playoff bubble last summer, because they knew if they were going to face a rested carry price, they wouldn't, they were not going to beat him. And that's exactly uh, what happened. Just I'm only hoping that, our guys that are resting because of injuries are able to come back. Brendan Gallagher, the heart and soul of this team. Uh, we, the, the team started struggling as soon as he was out because of his hand injury. And I, I look at it in a way that if one player makes a difference, whether he's in your lineup or not, for me, it's a, I consider that a bit of a problem. Now, since rookie uh, or rookie sensation or our top prospect Cole, Cole Caulfield's been in the lineup. Seems like he's been bringing in a bit of new life to the team with him in the lineup right now. There are three wins and one loss so far. So, so far, so good. He had that huge overtime game winning goal that gave the team a huge two points they needed. It was unreal. And to put the cherry on top of the cake, we eliminated the Ottawa senators officially from a playoff race. So Montreal was able to uh, to go to bed happy last night. That's for sure. I wanted to break something up, Maddie. Um, before you had said something, and even Sam, you had said, you know, it all comes down to goaltending. And you're right. You know, if you look at the past, there's always that hot goalie who comes out of nowhere and brings a team to the finals. It's 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 a given. You know, the the goaltending is the most important thing in the playoffs. But I also see it as the physical game. Right? We always mm-hmm. said it. The refs put those those whistles in their pockets during the playoffs. There's less penalties calls, and there's a lot of physical gameplay. And being physical tires out the other team. You know, yes, I'm not taking away the talent away from Boston. You guys always had talented players, but your physicalness 
all right? The physical gameplay you guys had was what made you guys even succeed even more sometimes, right? Because mm-hmm. you came out, you tired out the other team. It doesn't matter if you have a Matthews and a McDavid in your team. If you're hitting these guys on and off and on and off and you have your third, fourth liners trying to stop that, guess what? You're tiring them out. And then you, you take advantage of those moments. So back to what you said, Sam, goaltending is important. Yes, 100%. And if we do face the the, 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 the Leafs or Edmonton, or the, you know, the, 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 your, your gameplay should be be physical, tire these guys out, take advantage, and take those opportunities to score those goals while these guys are down. Same thing with you, Boston. You've always had that that gameplay, that physicalness, right? So I think that's what it comes down to, goaltending and being very physical in the playoffs. You're right. And, you know, Sammy, you proved it with um... – our Stanley Cup with with Bennington, he, he you could not get a fucking shot off of him. He mm. was saving everything. Yep, that was when you could see the true meaning of goaltending because those games all pretty much sucked. They were all six to three. They were all crazy blowouts, and you know it came to Game Seven. It, it was yep. just a very awkward Game Seven. It wasn't a Stanley Cup you're really used to you're used to close games and yeah, you know, and it's just not the case. And like you said, Anthony too, I totally agree with, with the physicalness. I think that Toronto has a bit of that in, in their uh, third and fourth lines, but um, I haven't seen tremendously how much Montreal has in the physical part of their game. But um, you know, you do have an advantage when you can get in somebody's head as well. And Brandon Gallagher is that person. He is, he is like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like us with Marshawn, we, we, we love to have him, but we know he's a pain in the ass to every single team in this league. And that's what Gallagher can do as well. He, he does get in your face and, you know, it's not a big guy, but he can piss you off. And that head game is yeah. a big part of the playoffs too. And I, I didn't like Gallagher as a Bruins fan, but, I respect his game because he can put the puck in the net too. Yeah, for sure. And, and he plays hard nosed hockey and he's had to play that way his whole career. I've, I've watched many interviews of him and that's, it was the only way for him to, to be successful in the NHL. As far as, as far as the physical game that Montreal's concerned, for sure they have it in the power forward, uh, Josh Anderson, that guy, that guy's going to, he's going to run you over if he has an opportunity when Mark Bergevin acquired Joel Edmondson from not St. Louis, but from Carolina, again, he brought in another big defenseman to compliment guys like Shea Weber and Ben Sherratt. Shea Weber and Ben Sherratt during the playoff bubble were amazing. They were physical. They were in your face against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But then a lot has changed between the end of those, those playoffs and the start of this season. And as much as I love Shea Weber, he he's he's slowing down. Ben Sherratt, I think, is is trying to do a bit too much. But in in the playoffs, if those three, Shea Weber, Ben Sherratt, and Joel Edmondson, keep their game simple, but play hard nose in your face hockey on the defensive end, finish their checks, be physical, maybe we could have a chance at beating either Toronto or Edmonton. Look, this year we've had on the on the majority of it, we've had Edmonton's number. We've got under Connor McDavid's skin many times. We've gotten under um, Leon Dreisaitl's skin many times. It's only the last maybe two games we play them that they put up points. Before that, they haven't had a single point. And you see, when Connor McDavid gets frustrated, he 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 throws the elbows out here and there, and he acts a bit like a baby. Okay, mm-hmm. this is why this is why I. I prefer that we face Edmonton over Toronto just because of our season record against the Edmonton Oilers. But that's what it is. We, we, we love finesse hockey. We love, we love what McDavid does. We love what Matthews do, does. But when it comes to playoff hockey, this is, it's, 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 it's time to put on the, the warrior gloves and you better be ready to go. Absolutely. I'm looking at the standings for you, uh, Maddie. Uh, so as much as 
you know, it's clear that you guys just need one point in six games to make it, which is going to happen for sure. But you guys don't have the schedule set because it could be anything can happen, right? Pittsburgh has 71 points. Washington has 69. You got all top four teams are very close by two points. So, like, all this can change. Pittsburgh can drop to fourth. Boston can hit first. You guys are so tight with 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 and you know what you guys can potentially finish first because you have the most games left you have six games left compared to islanders washington and pittsburgh you have four to five left i mean anything goes here you guys don't have like for us the only teams we can potentially face is lease or edmonton you guys it's unknown until the end which is really really tight you guys are really 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 tight that's a good that's a good point and you know i'll go back to goaltending right now and the problem is with the Boston Bruins is we have Tuka Rask, Halak, mm. and the new man Swayman who yeah. hasn't played that bad but these guys are not consistent goaltenders and some of our guys are not playing up to par in my eyes now Charlie Coyle is a hometown guy here He's from my hometown and, you know, you always want to see him succeed, but he's been struggling really, really bad. And the Krejci Hall line has been really picking up lately. And yeah. Taylor Hall is just, it's, it's like he rejuvenated his he's whole got a, game. He's got a new life. It's unreal. He does. He does. And um, he found his fit. And I think um, with the help of Pasternak and um, Bergeron and, and what did I say, Marshawn Bergeron and Pasternak, if you have yeah. all those guys, healthy and consistent see if you lose Pasternak to injury you're in trouble because he has been a little mm-hmm. little bit on the injury prone side this year and um and you know like like you said Anthony I mean I, we got a couple games left we could get into a two or three that's what I'm guessing I'm I don't think we're gonna get to one and um you guys got a tough schedule on your hands for the playoff. I mean, you're playing Toronto twice before the season's yeah. even over. Yeah. And we, and you know, you know, guys, we're not even talking about the rest of the league. We, we have, <laughs> we have the West and central. We don't even, you know, we don't even know, you know, like, I mean, I look at it here. Hurricanes are up right now, which is surprising to me because I hate Dougie up. Hamilton. <laughs> So I think he's a big bitch. Oh, shit. But uh, go, the the Knights have have just they're, surprised they're, they're everybody crazy. since their yeah. inaugural season. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I mean, the this is just going to be great hockey come from now on in. Wow, the Discover Central, like the top three teams, Carolina, Tampa, and Florida, they're tight with seventy five and seventy three points. But then you look at four, five, six, they're all in the fifties, which is a really but this, crazy gap. But this but this Anthony, it's until until Montreal started catching up to Winnipeg, every other division except for the East Division, the gap between the third place and the fourth place was significant. It was crazy. You're looking at a difference of, of 10 points plus. It's only recently now. The reason why Montreal's in a good position right now is because Winnipeg has been going on a losing streak. And ever since they lost Nikolai Ehlers, I think they're having the same effect like, like it's happening for the Canes with losing Brendan Gallagher. For some reason, losing Ehlers, Winnipeg just seems to be dropping games here. But the only, the only division where it's very, very, very close, it's, it was the East Division. This is, this is why... Look, man, this is why right now it's... The, 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 Guys got to play desperate hockey. They got to grind it out, you know, try to clinch that spot as early as possible. If ever they have a game or two where they can rest some guys before the playoffs, that that that's going to be key for teams. That's going to be really, really key for teams. Well, Car- Nashville yeah. and Dallas cannot rest players because they're going to be head-to-head until this oh, season. Oh, no, and it's probably, it's probably going to go to the end anyways. Exactly. The last game, exactly. Well, you, uh, got, looking at the- you, got, you got Nashville who usually has pretty consistent players and Pecorine is just Pecorine. He's, he's, he's another carry price to meet. Not, not in the aspect of how they good they are. We know they're good. They have their different styles of being. Yeah. And yeah. Rene has been consistent for a long time. For a 38 year old, he's not that bad. 
but um yeah i i it's 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 a disappointing type of thing when you see well not for us but for you know old school teams like the blackhawks and and um yeah the red wings and the sharks ducks kings i'm looking at it now like these teams were the were the top dogs and now look at them all the way in the bottom you know and 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 i think i think that's going to be a trend that we're going to see is that aside from the teams that finish middle of the middle of the pack all the time like the montreal canadians you know i think you're going to see those that were strong for many years like the kings like the blackhawks won winning cups like winning two cups in like in five six years they're going to see so so they're going to start going down they're going to enter that rebuild mode now you're going to see teams like colorado toronto who were at the bottom at the beginning of uh, of the decade, now look at all the players they got drafting first overall, etc., and building around those those top picks. They're going to become contenders now. Vegas just got—I <laughs> don't know if it's just casino luck, no pun intended—but they're just they got a great coaching staff there. And then Mark Andre Fleury, I mean, this guy gets 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 tossed around like crazy, and yet he still proves people wrong that he could still be an elite goaltender and at his age too at at, at 35 36 this guy's still proving it minnesota i'm very very surprised but they got they got the, that that kaprasov guy that's just he's he's gonna win the calder trophy for sure rookie of the year he's been he's been amazing i i honestly i honestly i i hope to god next season though as much as we lived with the season and the formats and everything I really hope next year they go back to just regular oh, East Eastern conference and Western conference. Yeah. And you yeah. play everybody at least once or twice the season. Uh, because I, I, I Atlantic. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm getting, I'm tired listen, of this. I'm, I'm listen, look, look, listen, I won't, don't get me wrong during a pandemic. I'm beyond grateful that I get to watch hockey. I really, really do. But right now it's like okay, I, I I've had as much as I like seeing McDavid a few times. Like I, I've had enough. I want I want to see other teams. I want to see you know I want to see the American teams. Some America, there's a lot of good American teams out there that I want to see the Canadians face. And it's know? not only that, right? Like for example, you're seeing, you know how we're playing against Edmonton and Toronto, for example, or Boston playing uh, Islanders and Washington so many times. But you ask yourself the question. How would you be performing if you had those games against the Bruins or uh, a Vegas or Colorado? Can your team sustain playing against these guys and 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 you know match up these guys? We don't know, right? Like as much as we saw the Montreal Canadiens the first ten games killing it and being the best in the league, and now yes, they they dropped and whatever. Now they're yeah, but coming back up. Do you ask yourself, can we face the Bruins? Can we face? The, the 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 Vegas Knights with this team. We don't know these answers this but, year because it's always a repetitive game, at, right? Anthony, real quick, I'm going to answer this in a way. We've said this before in our own podcast that teams were able, at least the Canadian teams in the North were able to adapt to us quickly. And we had the problem of, we had the opposite problem, not being able to adapt to the Canadian teams quicker. Maybe against Vancouver, we did. Maybe against the Edmonton Oilers. But the other Canadian teams, for some reason, we couldn't. Having said that, though, I truly think, at least I hope, maybe I sound too optimistic or too biased, I think we would have we would have had a more decent season if we played against some of the other teams in the East and maybe some of the other teams in the West. That, it's, it's, it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. I think we could have handled, for once, some of the Californian teams maybe some of the Eastern coast teams, like, like I would have loved to see the Canadians play Philly, especially the team we have now, the roster that we have now playing against Philly when they beat us in the bubble playoff, because we were missing elements like Josh Anderson's physicality and his, and being the power forward that he is tired to fully scoring touch, you know, Joel Edmondson playing defense against, against Philly. I would have loved to have seen that. I think maybe look, Philly, Philly's out of the playoffs. They're not having. They did not have a good season at all. I don't know. I think maybe we could have, we could have seen that. And of course, we would have loved to have seen Montreal, Boston. Who knows which way, which way those games would have gone. Question for you, Maddie. Um, now that it, I, I'm not sure because I, I'll be honest, I am not following 
other teams this year. But mm-hmm. do you guys have fans in your in your arena yet or no? Yes, we do. Okay. That's we amazing. Have, um, I think we fill at, um, according to state mandate here in Massachusetts, 2,300 people can be in the arena. Okay. So um, now come – so now, do you guys? Uh, sorry to cut you off. You know, finish and I'll. Uh, no, go I'll ahead. I, I was. So I want to know: Has it been confirmed what's happening with the playoffs? Is it going to be a bubble again, or, or we're we going to have uh, same situation? Home teams. What was it? You, Sammy? I was talking to about that uh, about how we didn't know what the bubble was going to be like. We still, we still didn't know. Um, I, I mean, listen, I, I listened to our Montreal uh, sports radio here in English and there's, they're still, still trying to figure it out. They're, they're, they're trying to get, I think, I think both countries and governments are trying to make an exception, just have these guys play home and away games, uh, you know, like they're doing now, get tested every day for me. I don't mind seeing a bubble again. Then again, it's the player, the players, they're the ones that are playing. They're not going to have to, they're going to have to go through all that. But if they were to do a bubble, because there's just one Canadian team, that's going to walk out of the North division playing against. And then there's three remaining American teams for me it would make sense. Just bring the Canadian team over. You know, if we have to stay stateside, stay stateside, you know, there's three Americans. It doesn't make sense to bring three American teams, more players over to to our board. That that's the way I see it. I I prefer the home and away games. And if both governments could could come to an agreement, an exception. Look, just as long as they're 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 tested negative, fine. Yeah, but the problem going. is the problem is Sam. Like, look, I, I agree. I don't like the bubble. I I want to see the home and away games. You know, momentum is built that way. I want to start seeing fans in the arena. That might help the playoff push for some teams. But the problem is, and what's scary, and think about it, Maddie. You're playing round one against the Islanders. It is now game seven, right? You both tie a three series, and then your team gets COVID. What -hmm. happens there? Do they put a stop to the game? Do you guys forfeit and Islanders go to the next round because of COVID? Do they wait 14 days and then the playoffs is is dragged another 14 days and then you got to play your game seven 14 days later when you probably had so much momentum to try to win that seventh game and then you're playing two weeks later and you lose? It it, it becomes very unfair and it's going to be a weird... It's just going to be weird. So I believe... Well, sorry. As much as I don't like the whole bubble thing, I think that would be the smartest and safest bet just this year, just to get it out of the way. And then next year yeah. we'll go back to normal. You know, here's, think about here's my it, thing. You know? Here's my thing with that. We, you guys know about March Madness basketball down here in the States, a team yeah. that had COVID got eliminated from that game and the team who was playing against them moved on to the next round. So I do feel that is unfair, Anthony, with that in mind. Um, you know, it say Taylor Hall gets gets COVID and he ruins it for the whole team. That's two weeks. You're you're taking it to where a team is is not ready to play. And th- how's that fair to the other team? I I agree with the fact of them. I I like the fact of them playing each way. Like, say say you have Montreal has momentum at Bell Center. We have. We have advantage at TD Garden. We're both loud, loud cities. We are we thrive off the fans, and the problem with that is that, like you said, the two countries are not really have an agreement of how to handle this right now. But what's the difference if if Montreal goes to say to to Pittsburgh, right? So they're gonna go to Pittsburgh, and is it is it more dangerous than to go into Washington? or Toronto, it, well, I don't see a difference. So why can't they just go to any team, you know, instead of, oh, we're going to play in this bubble in Toronto, in Edmonton, or wouldn't you think you get yeah. more sick that way? You know what I mean? Because they weren't near fans. If you need to take the fans out of the arena, do it. I think it's more the traveling yeah. and the, you know, the gallivanting. I think if you were to not do a bubble thing, this is how, if I were to be the GM or whatever, or not the GM, sorry, the commissioner, I'd be smart about it. Like, if you're going to take away the bubble because the players don't like the bubble, then be strict and say, okay, you're in the playoffs. 
you're playing against Toronto, you're going to stay home and do nothing. And I know they have that rule in the season, but it's not fully in effect because I do see some players, you know, I had a friend of mine who just took a picture with Toffoli at a cafe in Little Italy. Yeah, like, but that, that's, that's the home, that's the home, that's the home teams though. The away teams have strict rules. They got to stay in their hotel rooms. They're not getting out unless the team tells them to. But it's I more, think home yeah. and away should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Rules. It's, 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 right. it's, it's the right. home teams that need, that need more striction, uh, more, excuse me, more strict rules. Indeed. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm still curious to see what the league's gonna do. Um, I think some of the how team... much time they have two weeks. The whole week and well, think about it. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure they're discussing it. Maybe not now as we speak, but they have been. Hopefully, within the last week or two, or maybe even more. I think they, they give. I truly believe they gave themselves that two, three week buffer for teams to catch up that did catch COVID. Look at what Vancouver is doing right now. Their last, they when the Canadians played their last game, which is I believe May, I think it's May sixteenth or May twelfth. Okay, there you go, May twelfth. Vancouver and Calgary are still playing until May sixteenth, and maybe even more. So I'll find that out. So that, it's 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 it's, it's it, listen. This this year's been bonkers. Okay, in terms of scheduling, just just everything that's been going on. So. I think they gave the NHL gave teams that two that two week buffer to for teams to catch up. But I also think it's for the league to hopefully set a plan and put it in motion in terms of what they want to do for the playoffs. Question for you quickly. Sorry, I don't mean to uh, to interject here, but question. You know, we just said Montreal's last game is May twelfth, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the Flames and Vancouver playing until uh, May nineteenth. Okay, okay, so an extra yeah. week of hockey. Yeah. But if if the if the North Division is already settled and all clinched, and now you have Vancouver and Calgary who have seven games left after the fact, is there even a point that these guys playing, right? Like, or is the league gonna wait for these guys to finish these seven games when everything else is already settled? You follow? Yeah, I do. It could be it could be what other teams are doing too. And listen, if it comes down to that point, I don't know, maybe team owners and general managers, they, they ask the league, say, listen, we, we, who knows? Maybe they could ask to forfeit the games and maybe say, look, there's no point for us. You know, we, they, the very players have been through a lot, just like everybody else around the world has been through a lot this year because of the pandemic. Who knows? Maybe uh, that, that, that could be. That could be a thing they might do. I, I just don't think that it's a smart move on either organization's side if they're not playoff contention. Um, but I do have to say that the commissioner should be involved. And Anthony, to your and to your um, thing you said earlier, I would not want to be commissioner. I would never want to be Gary <laughs> Bettman because everybody boos him every Stanley Cup. <laughs> The poor guy. <laughs> I mean, but, I feel I feel bad for him, and then I don't. Then I then I exactly. feel bad for him again. Then I don't. But yeah, but yeah, um, I I do think they that those teams should stop. You're putting your team's health at risk. It, as as much as you could be on either pro virus, pro not. Um, but mm. it, you got to consider the health of every player on the team and and uh, trainers, sure. coaches, everything. So. Um, yeah, so I think it's the playoff contenders and all the playoffs, um, all the teams that are already in the playoffs should be ready to go. And like you said, Sammy, just uh, let your your big players take a rest, have, mm. have like that. You don't need Crosby out on the ice right now. You don't need yeah. – um, Ove Jesus yeah, Christ, Ovechkin, like Ovechkin can play all day. Yeah. He can yeah. play all day. He's such beast. a big dude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think these playoffs are going to be interesting. Um, I do think both our teams are going to make the playoffs just fine. It's just the fact, how do they, how do they set it up? Do they have it um, split up? A, a North team would play an East team or how does that work? Like your I, top four would play each other or. Well, I guess I'm, I'm assuming what it's going to be is it's going to be. I, I I think whoever comes out on top of their division, and I'm that that's that's a good question too. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that 
the winner of North Division is going to go up against the winner of the East Division. I get, okay, I get yeah. the, I get, I get the feeling that's what it's gonna be. Again, hopefully we know. I, I, hopefully no, we know sooner. No. I hopefully we know sooner what 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 the what the uh, the formats are gonna be. But because the way I'm looking at it, if you're gonna look at the Central Division, the only ones that are in the Eastern Conference right now, right now, or is it? It's pretty much split. You have Carolina, Tampa Bay, Florida, who I know are East. And then I think you have Detroit, who's in the East now. They used to be in the West, but either way, it's pretty much split. But like the the Western, the Western division, they're all, they're all they're they're all Western teams, and the Eastern division is all Eastern teams. That's that's the way I see it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong though, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. You know, what I... would make what would make sense, honestly, is when the final four comes into play, right? Because it is going to be the, the top winner of each division, right? Then you, I would take their points in the East. So however the standings ended in the East, you place them back in that category. And then you see a kid. Uh, so, are you, so, are you, so are you saying the top, the, the, out of the four winners, whoever's the best out of those four winners plays the least. That, exactly. that's, that, that's what you're saying. Oh, that could be interesting too. Okay, I get it. And then the two middle like, and the two like in the Munchau middle face each other. Last, if Munchau right, finishes right. last in the East and they yeah. make it to the final four, they will play the top of the East and then, yeah. They would play the top, okay. the top, the top divisional winner. Yeah. Okay. The best sense and fairness. Right? It could be. Maybe they, they, they might go in that, in that uh, direction too. Maddie, I have a question for you. All right. I, I, want, I wanted to ask you while we were talking about goaltending. Do you think to is is Tuka Rask going to get the start? Honestly, that is a great question. Um, as as much as he's put the years in and done a lot of good things in Boston, I really think you. I just have been very disappointed in his play. It, it's it's just like when he was in the bubble, he had to leave, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. family obligations. But he was golfing, and two days later, so oh. we really don't we really don't know. I didn't know that where his mind is at. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. I, I didn't know um, that. Okay. That's interesting. Wow. So okay. um, the big thing is, is Swayman has been consistent. Halak mm-hmm. is good in a backup role. Yeah. And he could, he could easily put into the starting position, but not mm-hmm. every single game. You can't, yep. you just can't do that to him. But to me, that goaltending is, really sloppy right now it's it's just not it's not right it's like you guys without carry price it's it's like yeah. you're looking you're looking for the magic in some goalie yeah it's 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 the exact same thing about jake allen and he's been phenomenal for the team this year but he's he's just like halak he, he doesn't have that that stamina to play starting goaltender games and minutes that's that's the thing this is why and I know Carey Price this year, he he was a bit of the, the whipping boy, aside from Jonathan Drouin. No matter what, though, this team still needs Carey Price. I don't care what anybody says. Those This may not be his best season, far from it, but he's still a difference maker on this team. And, and when, he's on, add when he's on his game, he, he's, he's unstoppable. Yeah. I, I will add that. We were talking about Mark Andre Fleury. Now, mm-hmm. the thing you need to understand is he has a great backup goaltender in Robin Lehner. Oh yeah, they're very. And, good. They're pro- um, they're- he he was yeah. he was Buffalo for a long time, and he, yeah. he suffered for a long time. In mm-hmm. Chicago, they didn't use him to the right advantage. But how Vegas has held their goaltending has been amazing. Amazing, yeah. And this is the reason why I'm asking you this because I thought about this today. And we all got to realize there's the Seattle expansion draft coming up. Yes. True. So with the goaltender situation coming up in Boston and with, with Sw- Swayman making impressions here, and I'm also seeing that Rask and Halak are both uh, unrestricted free agents at the end of the season. I think, I think the organization's got a big decision to make. So I'm wondering... Do do they protect Halak 
and let Tuka Rask go and give maybe Swayman eventually the starting position? Or do they or do you think the, the Bruins are gonna protect Rask? So what they're gonna do is they'll probably I would hope they keep Swayman because Rask is on the is I think on the decline and he'll go to Seattle. And then mm. he'll sign Tim Thomas and he'll start all over again. <laughs> no, but, but, um, oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, in all seriousness, uh, Sw- I think Swayman will, will stay and, um, Halak will, I, I think we might get rid of Halak too. I think we might trade mm. up. Okay. Um, I don't see Halak staying either. Just like Kudobin, we all thought he was going to be here forever and yeah. we got rid of him too. So, what are you guys thinking of goaltending for you guys? Well, this is this is the thing. We have to protect Carey Price because he's got a no movement clause and a no trade clause. So that leaves Jake Allen unprotected. And this is where majority of the worry is coming from that if if Seattle does take Tuka Rask, they're going to want a backup goaltender and Jake Allen made a name for himself as the backup goaltender holding the fort when Carey Price was injured. I got the feeling that we might lose Jake Allen to the expansion draft. Unless I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh. be surprised. I, I think Mark Bergevin signed Allen just for this year because of the draft. Um, well, for many reasons, I think Allen, uh, sorry. Oh my God. I think Mark Bergevin did this because of COVID the condensed season and for the draft, right? Because he, everybody needs to protect the goalie. Now, if he would have kept Primo this year without having Allen, then there was a chance of losing Primo at the draft, in the expansion draft. I don't, so I think... I, I don't, I just, sorry, I had to cut you off. I don't think Primo... Is uh, part of that? I don't think he needs to be protected because uh, he, he's still... Um, he's, and he's not a rookie, but he's still a prospect. Okay. So un- unless he's played us, I don't, I don't know how it is for goaltenders, but unless he's played a certain amount of games, he does not need to be protected. So, okay. So anyways, my point is, I think Allen yeah. was only used signed for this season. I think his, yeah. his, the mindset of, of Mark Benjamin is okay. I need a good backup goalie because of the potential risk of COVID in my team uh, for the depth of my team and for the potential playoff situation because you know his job in Montreal is on the line here so they, I think that's what he did it for I don't think Allen is here to stay I think at the end of the season he's gone I, I yeah, think Primo's going to be our backup next year it's it's a feeling that we all have in Montreal that's for sure um, one, th- one thing we can confirm is that if we ever hear the news that Carey Price waives his no movement clause and his no trade clause he is gone that's that's my prediction, my gut feeling. That's if he waves those those clauses. Until then, he's staying. <laughs> so my big thing for you guys, my final question, I should say, um, how far in a le- legitimate question, how far do you see Montreal moving in this playoffs? Do you see you guys moving toward the first round, second round? Go answer because I, I got to seriously think about this. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you two answers. Okay? okay. That's fine. I'll give you the, the realistic answer first um, based on, you know, on paper and the talent and the momentum some teams have. So answer number one, I, I see them eliminated round one if they play Edmonton or the Leafs. And I'll tell you why. The Leafs have that, you know, their reputation of losing round one. They have the reputation of being contenders the last two seasons and not passing round one. So I think this year they're coming out saying, hey, fuck you to the world. We're going to prove you all wrong. We're going to prove to you guys this year we're the contenders and we're going to get there because they went to go pick up the physical team. Now, again, the goalie is a situation, but I, have a, I feel like these guys are coming out with 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 uh, vengeance, to prove to the world some like to prove the world wrong, okay, and also I see Edmonton having that same um, mindset because they have the, the best players in the league right now, and they just don't go nowhere. So I think this year they have an easier chance of making it to the next round. That's my realistic answer, okay. 
Answer number two, knowing that the playoffs is a different animal. Um, and I believe in heart and character more than talent. If you hear my my our podcast and the arguments I have with my guys, they always bug me. We rip I don't on believe, him every time. Every I, time he says I this. believe oh the God. key to success, yes, talent is important. Elite players is important. But I think character, momentum, heart, and soul outbeats the whole talent situation. So looking at it that way, if the Montreal Canadiens show their character and show the heart that they truly have from the beginning of the season, I think they're dangerous when they show their true colors that way. So if they if that is is what they can bring out, then I see them going to the third round. I see them beating Toronto first round, building that momentum even more and showing that heart and character coming out second round and killing, uh, you know, beating the Winnipeg Jets or Edmonton or whatever the case may be. I just don't know what the third round looks like against a team that they haven't played all season. That's my only concern. So those are my two answers. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good bold two answers. Okay. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's my thing. At the start of the season, and even some analysts right now still believe that the Canadians are more built for a playoff-style game. You know, uh, TSN analyst Ray Ferraro said it. Darren Drager said it. But Austin Matthews this year and Mitch Marner, they brought their game to a whole other level, especially... Austin Matthews, his two-way game, his two, he's really developed in his 200-foot game, and he's beyond lethal. I really think for the Canadians to win, like Carey Price needs to stand on his head and needs to outplay Freddie Anderson or if it's the Edmonton Oilers, Mike Smith, okay? The Canadians are going to have to play a defensive game beyond we any of us have seen right now. They're going to have to use guys like Philip Daniel to match up against the Austin Matthews line, or if they play Edmonton, beyond the Connor McDavid line. Okay? If the Canadians can play aggressive-style hockey like they did at the start of the season, then they'll have a chance to win. But, again, it's all going to come down to Carey Price. He is going to be the key to the success. Having said that, for me, the play, every, everybody's got to be on the same level. Guys on defense have to play perfectly. Guys up front have to play perfectly. The goaltender has to play perfectly for the Canadians. If any one of those elements slip up, they will not make it past the first round. Not against Toronto and not against Edmonton. What about you, Maddie? Where do you so, see the Boston Bruins? So let's talk the total opposite of you guys. Um, <laughs> so honestly, the Bruins have the talent to do it. Their first two lines can do it. It's those third line guys and those fourth line guys that need to step up. And they got some guys who can be instigators and can fight. This is what they need in the playoffs because yeah. when when it was back in our days with watching Montreal and the Bruins, it was always fights all the time. They yeah. would drop gloves all the time. Now, if they're going to play with Washington, they got to play physical because if they don't play physical, they're going to lose. And yeah. Pittsburgh, I think they can easily take care of. And I'm, and I'm not being like, just because I'm a Bruins fan, but the Penguins have always had a hard time with the Boston Bruins. Yeah. It, it's always, it's just a known fact. The Islanders, I think we can also beat, but their goaltending, as you said, Sam, he's he's one of the best goalies out there right now. So yeah. if you can put the puck in the net against him, they'll be fine. But um, in the north, um, I I really do see um, a problem with Toronto, as as you guys say. Um, I think that Edmonton, they're they're a good team as well. It's just you got to contain McDavid, and it's just. You know, I can only see the highlight videos down here, and it's like 
this guy can go anywhere on the ice and he can yeah, make plays. He's he unreal. Plays. And yeah. it's, it's scary. It's scary to another team to have a guy like him. So if that's the case, then um, I don't think we have a chance. Of course, the dream of both our podcasts is Montreal and Boston, which I hope happens. And then we're, I don't know if we'll be able to talk anymore or what's going to happen. <laughs> so, oh boy, I don't um, know. <laughs> if, if, there's, if there's one thing I could add about the Canadians, if ever they do make it past the first round and even the second round, I'm going to go on a limb here and it's say it's because of veteran leadership like Corey Perry, like Eric Stahl, who all want Stanley Cups. It'll be because of the veteran leadership of guys from guys that want a Stanley Cup, like Joel Edmondson as well on defense. Guys like that, they say, don't, don't, Pierre Maguire actually said, don't ever underestimate veteran Stanley Cup champions on your team. And even though Toronto's got the elite forwards, the elite talent compared to the Canadians, yes, they have Jumbo Joe. Yes, they have Jason Spezza. Yes, they have Wayne Simmons. But unfortunately, those three players have not won a damn thing, or at least haven't won a Stanley Cup. Okay? That's true. So I think that could be – I think those elements could be a hidden gem. And it could be the difference maker, another hidden gem of a difference maker when it comes to winning and losing in the playoffs. That's a very good point right there, man. And, you know, as you were talking about different times during the season for Boston, um, just like Montreal, what you were discussing, um, you know, we were, we were tearing it up and um, the, the big point that happened was we won in Lake Tahoe against Philly. Mm -hmm. And we won big. But then after that, our momentum went down a little bit for a while because of their, I think it was a little cockiness there in the Bruins locker room after that win. And they just kept trying to build off of that. So on that note, they sort of slipped back to being a playoff contender, just squeaking in. I, I say squeaking in, but I mean, you know, they still have a chance to go higher. But if they play a team like the Islanders or or Washington, I think they're out in the first round. And if they play the Penguins, I believe they beat the Penguins. But I I can't see past the third round, like you said. But hopefully Montreal and Boston will reunite again. That would be a nice uh, bonus for us, right? You know, all season long. It would be be a hell of a difference, too, compared to what we've seen all year. Or all season, at least. (laughs) It'd be fun. So oh, guys, anything happens, I, uh, man. Playoffs is around the corner, and anything can happen, guys. Anything. That's can right. Let's go cup crazy, as they said, the '90s. <laughs> yeah. Look, no matter no matter what it comes down to, though, it, it, playoff hockey. I, I I love playoff hockey. Recently, I found within the last maybe since the start of the decade, but even onwards, I I found that playoff playoff hockey was so exciting. I don't only watch uh, the Habs games. If I get to catch some of the American teams too, some of the New York teams that are in the playoffs, I I, I watch them too because they're 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 fantastic. The guy, these guys are competitive warriors, man. They want it and they want it badly. So get ready, even though the divisions are the way they are right now. Just get ready for some exciting hockey, no matter what. Yep, nothing beats it, man. Playoff hockey yep. is a totally different entity. It's, it's been like that since it. I was born. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, boys, I thank you very much for joining the show. Um, Anthony, I'll see you when the season starts in New England. I'm sure you'll <laughs> try to take a travel down. Well, the schedule comes out next week. So once I know the schedule, I'll be booking my tickets. So we'll catch a game Good. for sure to get him, my man. Good. Or we'll, we'll hit a bar <laughs> or something. I don't know. Something for sure. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for you guys at the bar. You go and watch and watch, enjoy the game. I'll wait for you guys at the bar after the game. <laughs> well, he's the guy with all the money, so I'll be watching at the bar with you. <laughs> That's true. All right, sounds good. All on uh, Anthony, though. Yeah, he's gonna leave us his credit card. All on him. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure there you go. that'd be a there good idea. Awesome. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks again for joining the show and uh, plenty yeah, more. Thanks shows for having us. This one. Yeah. Um, 
So the curfew boys, good luck with the rest of your episodes and uh, I'll still be around. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll be talking, um, hopefully some more playoff hockey for sure. Yeah. And uh, hopefully um, our teams will be ready. Oh, I hope so too. And uh, once again, Thank you very much for having us. Uh, Thank you, Matty. All the, all the best to you and your show. And uh, yeah, we're we ain't going anywhere. We're gonna stick yeah. around. You know, and, you and, know, you know how to reach us. You know how to find us. Yes, <laughs> and another, and, and the weirdest thing's gonna come out of my mouth one more time. Oh boy! I I I, I wish you luck in the playoffs, man. I'll never, I would never say that to a Boston fan or a Boston team. Hey, man! No, you gotta be a good sport. May may the best team win. May the best hey, team you win. know, I've I've posted things with hashtag GoHabsGo with the symbols in it. So, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, it's fair game. Good luck. It's all respect. It's all about respect. It's all about it's respect. All, exactly. You know it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yes, sir. Thanks, Maddie. Wow. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you guys. What's up? We the BMG boys. And thank you for listening. Please follow his Facebook page and subscribe to his podcast at Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Let's go. When it comes to getting dough and chasing dollars.